0: Are you ready to hear technology leaders discuss their software engineering challenges, including the solutions they came up with so that you can benefit from their experience? I'm here to introduce Software Tech Talks, how the pros build reliable products, a podcast series designed for engineering VPs and directors of R&D and software quality who want to hear about practices, tools, and proven solutions to challenges they face every day. Chris Kelly, the president of Advantu. Introduces technology leaders about issues we're all impacted by. So if you're ready to rock, here we go.
1: Hello and welcome to Advantu's podcast. You see, STEM job growth has been hot, but the pandemic and return to work has brought about an exodus that threatens the strong progress that was being made over the past couple of decades to increase gender, racial, and ethnic diversity in life sciences and med tech. Today we have special guest Pamela Gardner on our podcast to discuss why this is important for medtech industry leaders to recognize and explore ways to turn the tides on this exodus to prevent the loss of critical coaches, leaders, and mentors in the efforts towards increased diversity that leads to thriving businesses in our medtech community. Pamela Gardner is an entrepreneur and connector. She's the founder and CEO of Biotech Vendor Services, Inc and an empowerment coach who supports women to thrive in STEM. Our host today is Advantu Director of Marketing, Kathleen Glass. She's a supporter of women in tech, women in sales, and women in privacy. Kathleen, take it away. Hi, Pam. Thanks for being here with
2: us today. I am so glad to have you on our Advantu podcast.
3: Thank you so much, um, Chris and Kathleen, for um, having me on today's um, podcast. Really happy to be here.
2: Sam, you're a real expert about women in life sciences. Let's talk a little bit about what's happening now that's magnified and catalyzed by this pandemic. Studies I've been seeing say that nearly 4.5 million women have dropped out of the labor force amid this pandemic, with a lot more contemplating downshifting their careers. What are you seeing out there? You you know
3: what? um everybody was thinking because um, folks are able to work um, from home and not have the commute um, the amount of work that they're doing would be less but really what's happening with um, women and especially women of color there is way more demands Um, the kids were doing um, their school um, at home they were taking care of the housework um, and and the chores and the and the children As well, on top of doing their regular jobs, and they were actually putting in a lot more hours.
2: So this is happening to a lot of women all over the place. Well... Our audience today, and I want to kind of focus in on this in particular, our audience today uh, are in life sciences, and I know that's a particular focus of yours. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on in particular with women in science? And and I know I've been hearing that even before the pandemic, women were leaving STEM careers at disproportionately higher rates than men. It's always been a challenging area, and particularly among those who are working parents. Now, Are we going to see these numbers skyrocket? What's going on? On. Yeah, no, no, definitely, um, Kathleen.
3: They're um, skyrocketing. And prior to the pandemic, we were definitely making some progress with advancing um, women in, in, in STEM, you know, getting more people on boards and um, actually helping them to advance, although we were not advancing at the same rate um, as men. And it pales in comparison to men, and it was even worse for women um, in color. Um, For example, for every 100 men promoted to manager, only 85 women were promoted, and this gap was even larger for some women. Only 58 Black women and 71 Latinos were promoted. Um, So women have been uh, significantly outnumbered in the way they've been advancing, and that was prior to the pandemic. And now what's happened is, with all this workload at home, trying to do the parenting and everything, Women are just not interested
2: or focused on getting promoted when they're already overwhelmed. So, Pam, why should companies be worried about losing the women in particular? I mean, if they have enough workers, why why should they be concerned about this?
3: Really, um, Kathleen, the financial consequences could be significant. Um, According to McKinsey, company profits and share performance can be close to 50% higher when women are well-represented at the top. And beyond that, um, senior level women have a vast and meaningful impact on the company's culture. And when we lose those women, we start impacting the diversity and inclusion that's happening um, within a company. Um, If women leaders leave that workforce Women at all levels could lose their most powerful allies and champions.
2: Yeah, and that's so painful considering we st- really feel like we've started to make some inroads with DEI. And, and so, you know, if women leaders leave the workforce, women at all levels could lose their most powerful allies and champions. Absolutely. So what do we do? How do we stop this as leaders, as businesses? What should we
3: be doing? It's, it, Kathleen, it's really the recognition that we're having a pandemic of silence in STEM now. How do women possibly tell HR or their boss that they're not coping when they strive so hard to get to the level that they already at? There's a lot of shame in admitting that you're stressed out or exhausting. Although if nothing is done, the employees eventually leave or end up with health issues. According to McKinsey, um, the level of burnout is way underreported. Wow.
2: Yeah. This this is this is truly, um, you know, uh, as you said, a silent a silent pandemic all to itself. Do you think that you know you said the, uh, you talked about the burdens of of not having the support systems that they would normally have with childcare and school and things like that. So, uh, do you think people will be really excited to go back to the office? Uh, what are the real issues? What are some of the tools and steps the businesses can can be taking. Do you have some resources that you could suggest? Well, well, you know what? First of all, Kathleen, um, many people,
3: um, especially people that are extroverts or more um, social, definitely want to come back. But many people are experiencing now what they call social anxiety about coming back into the office. And others can't imagine adding... um, additional hours on their commute, on their already growing demands. And one thing I wanted to recognize from the employers of things that they have been doing on the macro level um, to help make it easier on employers, and that's having flex time, change in how they're doing performance reviews, there's more manager training for some companies, diversity and inclusion training, mental health um, initiatives such as therapists, Um, Although, according to McKinsey, um, fewer companies have taken the steps to adjust these norms and expectations that are contributing to the employee burnout, and in many cases, the employees are um, noting, uh, when I speak to them, their boss is not even calling to check on how they're doing during this pandemic. And I would also say there's an artificial optimism that things are going back to normal, And these employees are not the same people that they were pre-COVID. They have reassessed um, their priorities, and the companies need to recognize that and adjust to it and have more empathy.
2: So so we talked about uh, a number of things that companies should do, and I think that's a really important list. So I hope the companies – Repeat this, you know, play back that section that Pam just said. Those are really important things. And, you know, but looking on the other side of this coin, you know, you said women are burnt out. They're considering leaving. The numbers are astronomical. What should professionals consider before they, quote unquote, leave the workforce? What other options might they think about? It's
3: it's it's really doing the work around self-care or their well-being it's the micro level. The companies are working on the bigger macro picture, but the individuals need to work on the micro, the individual experience. It's really learning how to um, process these emotions that have happened as a result of uh, the pandemic, whether it's anxiety, um, overwhelm, grief, loss, and really not getting stuck in the day-to-day survival mode, how to get past those, those states, and really head forward with where do they want to go what are their future dreams and aspirations versus f- not focusing
2: on what is not working so you know this obviously needs to come out into the open and and yet we're all kind of dealing with people virtually and remotely so taking that into account you know with the with the sort of distance of the of the screen and the communication challenge of feeling stressed and maybe not communicating as best you can at that moment. What are some ways that women can frame this with their their boss or HR management? Well, you know what? I think it's really important that women
3: need to be honest um, with their employers on where they need support and that they really can't do it on their own. Uh, Just having that honest conversation. You know what? I've worked here for five or 10 years, whatever it is, um, I so want to work at this company in advance. But right now I'm struggling a bit. And can you help um, to get me the resources that I need
2: so I don't burn out? And, you know, it's interesting because that's the hardest conversation, I think, for women to have, because we're all told that we have to be brave, we have to be strong. And so, you know, showing that vulnerability is is new. Um, for women, uh, so I, I think that's that's something that, that we have to figure out how to how to uh, flip that mindset a little bit. It's like it's okay to be you know to be that vulnerable, to be that uh, upfront about this situation. So Pam, you have a program. Uh, tell us about this program that that helps women through these kind of uh, challenges.
3: Thanks so much, Kathleen. Um, I have a 60-day program that meets two hours a week, and it's called The Art of Women um, Thriving in STEM. And the program is designed for successful women in STEM who want to bust through their limiting beliefs, holding them back from having their dream job or the promotion that they deserve, while at the same time having more life balance, confidence, and recognition. The one thing we've recognized, and especially it's over-exaggerated with the pandemic, it is difficult to make these um, major life changes on your own. And this program provides us support, accountability, and mentorship, and also a circle of other women that are going through the same challenges.
2: So we've seen huge success with it. That's phenomenal. And as you said, you know, especially in sciences and STEM, where we've, where we Don't have yet as many women uh, as there are men, or or if you're you know a woman of color, you know not having peers maybe at your company. I, I think what's what's really powerful about this that it sounds like you're providing that. That support group, that mentorship, that that sort of uh, peer group there um, through this program, and, and that just sounds like such an important and supportive thing that that women really need, particularly not not always, I always, but in particular at this time. Awesome.
3: Yeah, no, no, absolutely, um, Kathleen. And anytime we try to do things on uh, on our own, and often. As we, I was talking about earlier, women suffer in silence. They feel like they have to do things in isolation. But when and from my own experience, when I've been in these groups, of pod or mastermind, having the support of others who are lifting you up actually helps you to be more successful and um, and, and to rise um, exponentially at a, at a
2: faster rate. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, that's really proven to be to be so. So that's that's an awesome program. Thank you for sharing that with us.
1: Yeah, thank you. Pam has highlighted a number of important steps for companies who are working on return-to-work plans. It's crucial that the MedTech community build in the support mechanisms to avoid the loss of an essential part of their workforce. To explore other ideas, connect with Pamela at pam.gardner at BVSconnection.com and Women Thriving in the STEM LinkedIn group. This information is also available in our show notes. Up next in our podcast series, Pam will share her own personal experience in becoming a networking powerhouse and building her business as an empowerment coach for Life Sciences.
0: Thank you for joining us today. If you are new to building mission-critical applications or you're a seasoned professional and you'd like to increase velocity or improve product quality and reliability, Advantu is here to help. Want to deliver products your customers can't live without? Then email support at Advantu.com with the subject Podcast Top 10, and we'll send you the top 10 mistakes companies make with software development so you can avoid them. Again, that's support at Advantu.com. We publish new episodes on a regular basis, so tune in to Advantu.com forward slash podcast. Have a great day.